Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Elaine and Diane are certified coaches with personal experience raising children with challenges such as ADHD, anxiety, and more, and extensive experience in guiding parents to raise their complex kids with confidence and calm. On the podcast, Elaine and Diane interview experts, bringing you cutting-edge information about your child's challenges, teach you real-life strategies to create lasting change, and demonstrate how coaching can guide you to parent your complex kids one conversation at a time. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another fabulous conversation in the Parenting with Impact podcast. I am super excited that Diane and I are welcoming Dr. Karen Britboard to talk with us today. Um, Karen and I met through a mutual client, actually, and became fast friends and, and colleagues, and we support each other and encourage each other all the time, refer to each other a lot because we just are simpatico, so I can't wait for you to meet her. She is a, um, a psychologist in New York. City in both organizational psychology and also working with couples. And so today we're going to talk about couples and family dynamics and family systems. Um, I'll also mention that she's a Gottman Institute trained therapist. So there's that whole sort of nervous system regulation issue that, you know, we do a lot of work around trigger management. And so she's also our go-to person for, for reference on that. So Karen, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. I was looking forward to this for a long time. We finally made it work. We finally made it happen. happen. So So Karen, why don't you start by just talking a little bit about how you got into what you do and and the backstory? Oh, the backstory of course has to do with childhood, right? So, um, (laughs) because you're a psychologist, because I'm a psychologist, right? So I, gosh, I grew up in a home with two people actually quite happily married. I'm one of those psychologists who had, you know, who decided to go into couples work And my parents actually had a very good marriage, still do. It's going to be 50 years actually next month. But they came from very different worlds. My father uh, is an American. My mother is an Israeli, actually originally a Palestinian because she was born in Palestine. And they uh, met, fell in love. And I grew up in a home with two people from very different worlds. And I spent most of my summers as a child in Israel And um, I never felt fully American, and yet I never felt fully Israeli when I was in Israel, right? And so I grew up uh, just kind of observing these differences in how people connect and how people relate and how people engage. Simultaneously, my dad was a doctor. My mother managed his office, and I got Uh to see two people working together um, and bringing work home, right? And I got to see, and that's one of the legs of my job is really helping people work more effectively together. And I help family-owned businesses a lot as well, looking at Mm -hmm. family dynamics, yeah, and I growing up, most of most of the people in my family were in the helping professions. And so I'm um, the granddaughter also of a Holocaust survivor as well. 
So I was very interested in trauma pretty early on and understanding it, how it affects behavior. And so all of these kinds of factors resulted in me deciding to pursue a career in psychology. And in fact, my first career was in organizational psychology in the workplace. And then I realized I didn't really have the skills that I needed in order to help people more directly. And that's when I decided to go and do my PhD and become a a licensed psychologist so that I could really understand and and help people, whether it was in organizations or one-on-one or in couples simultaneously getting trained by John Gottman, which was awesome. And so that's been very impactful on my work with couples, particularly. So, so I love this because I've known you all this time and I never knew any of this about you. So that's so super cool. Tell us a little bit about The couples, like we were talking before the show about, you know, what happens in a family system when couples are impacted or when a child has complex issues. So let's talk about that focus on couples. Yeah, I would say that so much of my work and just this morning, as I was saying, I had two couples before I saw before we met met up and a lot of the discussion ended up falling on their complex children. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you know, the system as a whole, the family, right, very much is impacted by people are impacted by each other. But it's not just that the couple is impacted by the complex child. It's also that the complex child is impacted by the parents system in and of itself, the dyad and how they're getting along and how they're dealing with the effects of the complexity of their child's life on their own lives. How are they relating to each other? Often when couples have complex children or a complex child, they end up feeling a lot of stress and how they manage that stress gets played out. And children, the child, the children are often privy to how that gets played out. And I'll give you an example of this, a couple that I've recently been working with, where every time their 10-year-old daughter has a fit and she's under, she has ADHD, she has an anxiety disorder, she has a lot going on and she is, um, she poses a lot of a challenge, but anytime she starts having her, a meltdown or a fit, what we came to understand is that the couple, usually one parent is involved with her, goes to get involved, and then the other parent joins. And in that joining, the parent that joins, unbeknownst to him, turns against his partner Mm -hmm. because he's so stressed out by the fact that their child is, let's say, throwing a lamp at the moment, right? Right. And then the child sees the parents engage with each other in this conflict, what ends up because then the mother gets defensive and says, why are you, it feels like you're criticizing me. Why are you criticizing me? The focus goes away from the problem is over there, right? The problem now is over there. The child escalates. Because now the child's trying to get the attention back, right? And the child feels like it's their fault. And I mean, there's all those things. Right. Is is mommy going to leave? Because she's mad. Right. Right. And so with this particular couple and understanding the pattern that they had been engaged in for quite some time, they started to do something very differently with my consultants. Right. Which is basically when their child, the first thing, like, let's say the mother's with the child, the father approaches. The first thing that he asked the mother is, are you okay? What's going on? Is everything? Are you okay? 
What a shift. Beautiful. What a shift. First couple of times, the child kind of looked like, like, what the heck is going on? What did my father just drink? Right. Right. And then he not only does that, he reaches out and puts his hand on her shoulder, right? This is all choreographed. Supporting the mom. Supporting mom. Yeah. Supporting mom. This is what I find front. Well, there's so many pieces that are beautiful about this. What I love most, it's the best explanation for why focusing on the parents matters so much when you're supporting complex kids, because that influences everything in the dynamic. It influences so much because the child then, right, for whatever reason, the outburst, the initial outburst happened, right? Their, her in this case, anxiety would just rise at that moment. And it just made it even more challenging to help calm her down. So Mm -hmm. when you take away the dynamics of the parents arguing, right, and making it about them, Mm -hmm. interestingly, though, I kept it about them. They kept it about them, but they kept it about them in a very loving way, which also communicated to the child. It wasn't like a secondary reinforcement because sometimes when children get that attention, right, when they're misbehaving and they get attention that they continue to misbehave because it's like, oh, this is how I get attention. Even negative attention is a positive. Is attention. Right. Right. So, I mean, but there are so many ways that, right, the system is being affected by how the couple is functioning um, and it's completely interrelated and it's our challenge, right? So let's explain what you mean by the system, because those of us who have done this work, we understand the term and people who work with you privately would understand it. But what do you mean by the system is impacted? Right. So the system as a whole is the family. It's whoever is in under that roof, whether it's the mother, the two mothers, the two fathers, the mother, the father, the kids, the one kid, the multiple kids, that is the system as a whole. Then you have subsystems within the system. So for example, the couple is a subsystem, right? Mm -hmm. A parent-child relationship, that's a system. There are many subsystems within the system as a whole. But each person in and of itself could be also considered a system in and of itself that's impacting the other. So I'm using the word system pretty free flowing. Well, yeah. And the other thing that strikes me is so that, you know, let's just say you've got two parents and a single child. You've got that child in relationship with each separate parent as different systems. And then so you've got a bunch of systems. You've also got often in, in the world we're talking about these complex issues. So you have some diagnostic issue, maybe it's ADHD or anxiety or learning issues that kind of plays another plays another role in that system as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. It becomes right. It becomes an element in and of itself. And by the way, Mm -hmm. it can affect the other children in the system that don't have this issue. Right. Right. And that sometimes, uh, you know, those children that are neurotypical, right, end up kind of getting a little bit ignored. And Mm -hmm. that can be a problem as well down the line, because suddenly I often see this as the complex child gets the help that they need. And starts, you know, they start becoming more regulated. All of a sudden, you see the neurotypical child start to develop these some kind of issue as well, right? Because or maybe they weren't neurotypical, but it was it was not rising yeah. to the surface enough. Exactly. To call the attention. 
Exactly. And it's so fascinating how that, and, and, you know, oftentimes parents will also describe, you know, how when one child is in crisis, right, the other one isn't. And how is it that that kind of happens? Because we're all, we're all relating to each other. And that's what it means to be a system, right? That's really what group dynamics are about, how certain Mm -hmm. people in the system hold things for the group as a whole. So for example, there's, you know, we can say that I don't know anybody these days that doesn't have anxiety, right? Not, not (laughs) right now. Anxiety, right? We all have anxiety. Anxiety can be good. It's just when it gets to that certain level where it gets to be too much that it can really negatively affect us. But some anxiety is okay. But when you have a child, let's say, who has an anxiety disorder, right? We're all, you know, where that child is experiencing anxiety such that they're refusing to go to school, they're refusing to leave the house, right? All that energy is focused in that direction. And right. other people kind of don't have to deal with their own anxiety. Interestingly, it's once yeah. that child- I can take care of yours. I don't have it anymore. <laughs> right. So we also don't want to, we want to be very careful also about- not having someone become an identified patient in their mm. home, because that's not fair to anybody, actually, especially not the identified patient, right? right? They're holding something for the system as a whole. But here we're getting into more like family systems work, which, you know, absolutely. Well, so, yeah. So Karen, can I, can I, let's take us back to the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the dynamic that, that, and I appreciate the language and the description, but Part of what you described in the relationship between the couple and then the dynamic with the child is almost like an order of operations. I don't know how else to say it. It's like a prioritization. It's like this, the first thing, and we talk about this all the time is you've got to make sure that the adults are calm, right? It's just sort of, if you're trying to help a a kid to deescalate from an emotional dysregulation, your ability to do that's going to be different if you're dysregulated. And so by the husband in this situation coming in and saying, are you okay? I'm going to touch you. I'm going to help you to come and regulate. I'm going to co-regulate with you, my partner. And so that you can help your kid. There's a prioritization in that, that I want to highlight. Is that- I love that looking at it as the order of operations. Yeah. I mean, that makes so much sense, but yeah, if you're not calm and and this is where Elaine, when you mentioned earlier and introducing me, the idea of triggers, right? So Mm -hmm. when your kid is in a moment where they are completely dysregulated automatically, right? There is going to be, and you're, you're not in charge of this, right? A biological process that begins where the fight flight response is kicking in danger, 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 warning. It's like the saber tooth tiger is in front of you at that moment. Right. And, and it, it happens so automatically and, and we become very reactive in those moments. I mean, some people do, I should say other people like, so there's the fight flight response. Some people fight, some people flee when they become very in, in that space. They just withdraw, they withdraw in fear or they freeze right? That's the fight, flight, freeze response. And understanding that as parents, when your children are in a moment, that that is exactly what could be happening. And by the way, people have different, you know, different tendencies in terms of how quickly they flood, in terms Mm -hmm. of how quickly they get into that fight, flight mode. And And how long it takes for them to get out of it. To get out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's some interesting research that does show that if you're masterful at self-soothing, which is really the antidote to calming down, it takes at least 20 minutes 
to calm down, right? And by the way, the way you calm down is not by thinking of the thing that just led you there. The way we calm down is actually by taking our minds completely off that incident. Otherwise, we remain flooded. Yeah, which is the that's where positive intelligence comes in and using the sensory input and mindset to effectively distract your brain so that it can reset. At impact, we call it reclaim the brain. Exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah. But understand the quickness that these things happen so quickly on, on a second yeah. to second basis, right, where we can get triggered and then that our, our children get triggered. And again, you know, every child, right, has his or her or they their own way of responding to stress, yeah. right, and figuring out the dance in the, I gave the example of the family earlier, we figured out a dance that works for them, right? Yeah. And that's where support can be very, very useful, right? Either coaching or therapy to help people understand the dance that they're in, kind of getting up on the balcony, right? right? To look down on the stage and to say, what the heck do we see? Themes? To change the choreography. Yeah. Yeah. Redirect. Diana, it looks like you've got a question. No, I think, I mean, I, what I want to kind of go back to you though is the system right it's just sort of because that's so interesting I know all plays together and it's like you're triggered I'm triggered I'm trying to help you help them I mean it's a sort of it, it is a dance and yet the question is how do you maneuver in that because I think a lot of parents particularly are in situations where okay like I get this conceptually and they're listening to this and the other adult in my life like doesn't quite get this. I mean, you're, you're in a situation where you're working with a couple and you're saying, okay, couple, this is how you dance differently. Part of what I want to talk about is, okay, you're one person in a system of like five people or three people or whatever it is. How do you dance different? How do you influence the system when it's mostly you that are doing the influencing? It's such a good question. And I think the first step is really though that self-awareness to understand what you are doing. If you don't know what you're doing, how are you going to see what's working and what isn't working? So I think that people really need to reflect on the dynamics. And, and the reality is, and I see this time and time again, couples are like, wow, this just happened all over again. Different day, different time, but it's the same thing, right? So number one is awareness. And if you're having trouble figuring out what's going on, again, that's where external support, because you're right, sometimes we're in it and it's really hard to, to both witness. Usually it happens after, right? After the shit hits the fan, right? After we calm down, right? right. Um, but we can reflect on what happened and certainly having a partner there with you, your significant other or whatever, it can be very helpful, right? To really kind of dissecting, well, what happened? I was in the den, you were in the kitchen. All of a sudden I heard, you know, Jane screaming in the other room. We both ran like, you're just like you would a scene in a play. You're kind of looking back at it, right? And then you're trying to find other instances where you've had similar, just the similarity is the emotion, is it is the experience, right? And then you are, you know, thinking about, well, where can we intervene a little differently to stop something from happening? My example earlier, the, where we stopped it was the minute he entered the system, what he was mm -hmm. doing was he was making a comment or asking a question that made his partner feel like she was being criticized. Right. 
Well, you know, and, and in our realm, for those of you from our community, this is this is an example of, of a place to take aim. When you really get clear and you understand what's going on in the system and or in the dynamic within the system, really, which is what you're speaking to, then you can begin to say, okay, if we can change this one thing, we're going to have a completely different cascading impact. And what you're Correct. describing is this one thing is how to handle it when the second person comes into an already existing dynamic with yes. a triggered with a triggered part person in the, in the other part of the system. Exactly. Exactly. And this is and t- one tiny little nuance, right? So how if you're do you talking- tag in? That's all we're talking about is how do you tag in, in a way that is helpful and not destructive? And using, you know, Gottman's terms, right? In any given interaction, John Gottman, the couple's right guru, right? He says that you have one of three choices. You can either turn towards the person, turn away from the person, or turn against the person. And it's a little bit more complex than that. Turning away means like to ignore the person. Turning against means to be like, you know, why are you doing that, right? That's turning against, right? And turning towards might be, you know, how can I help? It's a more, it's a more positive second to second engagement, right? The complexity is sometimes you might think that you're turning towards, but it's being perceived as turning against. That's an important piece is that I was talking to a mom about that yesterday. It's like, I hear your heart in this, that you're really there to help your kiddo. This happened to be a mom and a son. How do you think he's hearing the dynamic? He may see you as turning against him and you're trying to turn towards him. And often they do. They yeah. they have this knee-jerk defensive reaction that Especially has them experiencing our, atten- our energy to help as actually hurtful. And, and let me say, particularly, right, with kids with ADHD, right, who are prone to this, some particularly very prone to this rejection sensitivity. Right. Right. Exactly. And so... Even a well-meaning statement like, hey, this is what the way I used to do this in the past that helped. They could perceive it as, oh, you're saying you're better than me. Like, you you right. know, and something seemingly innocuous becomes extremely hurtful to the kid who doesn't feel very good about him or herself or them themselves. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So I hate to do this, but we are at time. <laughs> We are over so time. Fine. This was like this was like a, taste, a little tiny, tiny. Right? Piece of the I told you it was going to go so fast. We should do like four more episodes or something. Karen. Definitely follow ups. Yeah. So yeah. So we've done one parent and dynamic. Maybe we'll come back. We'll do a different couple dynamic. Sure. We'll just hit different ones. Sure. 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 So so tell us tell people how they can find out more about you or get in touch with you. Okay, so I've actually got two websites. I've got my www.karenbridboard.com website. I've also have um, a different website called uh, www.thefoundersfoundry. So these whole systems ideas that we're talking about, guess what? It also pertains to the workplace. And it's when systems of people come together to work together. And so, as I mentioned earlier, these ideas and concepts are things that I use when I work with companies as well, helping people more work more effectively together, because believe it or not, these dynamics get, get played out at work as well. People come into work and have ADHD and all sorts of anxiety issues or complex, lots of complex people in the world, right? Absolutely. We are favorite people, or at least mine. Exactly. Diane, sometimes not so sure. (laughs) 
I don't know. Okay, I'm so we've got surrounded by them. So I, you know, you gotta, you've learned you to embrace love, us. Love the one you're with, right? Um, <laughs> we've got, we've got the links and we'll have them in the show notes, karenbribboard.com and thefoundersfoundry.com. Great. Yes. Thank you for that. Well, so Karen, you. is there anything we've missed? I mean, like, let's oh, do everything. Yeah, wrapping us up. yeah, no, I know. We're just scratching the surface. I mean, listen, families are so fascinating, right? I mean, that's why. I have such an interesting, amazing job, right? Where I actually get to help families and learn about them. I would just say that the, if anything, I want to leave your audience with just, you know, a word of hope and possibility that even in the most dire moments where you think this is horrible and, and this is just, we're struggling so much, we're suffering so much, we're in so much pain, understand that there are are things that can be done and yeah. ways of engaging with each other differently that aren't, it's not going to take away the anxiety. It's not going to take away the ADHD. It's not going to take away the complexity, but it's certainly going to help live with it much better. Yeah. I love that. And that's what well, your work does. Your Diane and Elaine, that's what your work does is, is so important. So, so important is you're coaching parents on how to be coaches to their children in ways where their, their kids can hear and hear them. So, yeah. yeah, I appreciate that so much because the hope is the piece that I think a lot of parents really struggle to connect oh. with. And it's so there really is change because what everyone in that system we're talking about wants more than anything else is to be in relationship with each other. Oh, they want that. Love and kids love. want that. And so we can build on that and take that hope and possibility and learn some, some ways to do it differently. So thank Absolutely. you for that. Absolutely. And grow and grow and become better people as a result. Yeah. Really. Awesome. All right, Diane, bring us home. Okay. So Karen, quick uh, quote, motto, what do you want to leave our audience with? Oh, I, one that's right on my desk, which, you know, it's probably backwards when I, it's you no, got it this. You got, you got, got this. this. You one got my this. favorites. Yeah. You can do this. You can change this. You can make this work. It's up to yes. you. And the change, give up. Diane and I say it all the time. The change you want for your kids starts with you. So yeah, you've got I'm it. I'm a possibilitarian, right? The possibilities. Possibilitarian. I love it. <laughs> I like that. So Karen, thank you so much for being with us today, for your wisdom, for your insight. It's just been so delightful to get to know you a little bit better and to have you share with our people um, just such a clear message about um, self-management and partnership. And it just it was and hope, right? And, and hope. hope. And hope. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And to those of you listening. And- here. Thank you so much. You're Take so care. welcome. And to those of you listening and tuning in, thank you for, for being here, for listening. Thank you for what you're doing for yourself and your kids. It makes a difference. We'll see you on the next one. Take care, everyone. everybody. You've been listening to the Parenting with Impact podcast with Elaine and Diane. For more information on the Impact Parents community or to join Sanity School for Parents, please visit impactparents.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.